I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. We're two landscape designers who have been in the working in the field for well over 25 years. And through our podcast, Digging Deep, we're going to bring to you our knowledge, our challenges. Oh, and our stories and foibles and ideas. Um, anything to help you create your wonderful landscapes for you and your family. That's right. And, you know, if you have questions, you can certainly go to our website, at, which is diggingdeep.blueberry.net. And that's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot net. Because we see people every day. This is what we do. And if you have specific questions, we would love to answer them for you. So, again, diggingdeep.blueberry.net. Just, uh, you'll Yes, we're dying to answer your questions. All right. So today we're going to talk about, since it's a new year, the new trends in landscaping for 2021. And there are a lot of new products and we want to share with you, um, you know, the different trends going on, the different products available, how to use them, where to use them, uh, how easy they are to install or not install. So um, We'll get going. I made a list. I don't know about you, Michael. What did you do? Did you make a list? I kind of made a list in my head. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, do you want to you, – you, I'll, I'll tell you what. You start with one, then I'll go to one, then we'll go back and forth, and that way we should get a variety of new things. Okay. Well, the first thing that I would say is, which kind of spearheads off of what's going on also in interior design, is the whole – uh, back to the farmhouse trend. You know, we were a little house on the prairie for years, and then we kind of trans transitioned to something else. Well, the whole farmhouse trend has just kind of exploded, both on the inside of the house and the outside. So what that means, and a lot of you are saying farmhouse, what are you talking about? Well, using materials that you would have actually normally thought about on a farm. So for example, for vegetable planters and for uh, pots using horse troughs or cow troughs. Those are galvanized containers that are ribbed um, that are about two feet high and they come in all different sizes and people are using those. They can be left natural, which is kind of silver, or they can be painted with a direct metal paint and they're using them for vegetable planters. They're using them for flower gardens. They're using them um, for um, water, water gardens. And it's a really, really fun trend. And one other thing is the um, wire mesh, what you used to call hog wire, and they came in panels, and it's put out by a company called Behrens, B-E-H-R-E-N-S, and it's a galvanized mesh that you can use for fencing, for railing, um, and it really gives it a wonderful look, especially if you can grow vines on it and vegetables on it. And again, it's, it's kind of what you would expect to see at a farmhouse, but it's now becoming mainstream. Okay, so spell that again. Um, uh, the company that makes the, it's Beerens, B as in boy, E as in elephant, H as in happy, R as in run, um, E as in elephant again, Beerens, R-E, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam. So okay. Beerens, and you and a lot of people say, well, where do I find this? This is the beauty of it is, and the prices are amazing. Go to feed stores, 
um, like like uh, Tractor Supply, any place that sells um, you know feed for a, um, uh, whether you're in the country or anything. Um, they you know like um, chicken feed, horse feed. Um, because I live in Northern California and so does Roberta and I live out of the Davis area, there's a place um, in Dixon that I go to and, and uh, it's, it's amazing. The prices are so reasonable because well, they sell the farmers. Well, let me ask you this. So when you buy it, obviously it's just the wire. So they're going to have to have it welded to posts. Is that right? No, the beauty of it is, is it comes in big panels and you can cut it. You can, um, if you're doing wood posts, you actually do the heavy duty um, uh, staples. They're, they're, they're like a big heavy duty staple that you can use. So, these are um, flat, they're, so they're flat panels and they're, you, can, you set your own posts. But yes. um, now most, most of that wire that I've seen, um, once it gets wet, it rusts. Is that the same uh, this is galvanized, so you don't have to worry. Some, right. oh, yeah, this is that's the beauty of it is, and it does come in big sheets and comes in different sizes. And uh, some people don't like the look of the galvanized, which is kind of silvery, so they they actually use a direct metal paint and paint it. But I leave it natural, and it's just amazing how easy it is to build railings or fences. And if you are going to attach it to a metal post, then you'd have to weld it on. Okay. Um, how big are the squares, the mesh? Um, some of the squares um, I've used, they're rectangles and they would be like a two by four. Some of them are two by two. It depends on the sheets that you buy and some of them are really, really tight um, so that, you know, varmints can't get through. So again, when you go to the to places like Tractor Supply or a, or a feed store, you can see these, these they're laying down flat. Um, as opposed to the rolled up stuff, which is a lot harder to work with. They're just big panels and everything. And as I said, you get, you, uh, you cut them and put them in place. And I'm, I have to tell you there, the look is just amazing. Well, you know, these can also be used for our listeners um, to stand vertically as trellises. So very often when people are putting vines on a trellis, if you're doing it on wood lattice that wood lattice is very thin and it'll rot so right using a steel or or some kind of metal lattice is the way to go and um for some of my clients i'll do a raised bed and at the small end let's say they're rectangle so the short end i'll do a, a upright a vertical for you know the climbing plants you know if you're going to do cherry tomatoes you could do it on there if you're going to if you're going to grow um gourds so it's used for more than just fencing. So it's, it's a great idea. And when you said um, farm style, I thought, uh-oh, that means chickens running through the house. But no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Right. And the other thing that's really, really fun, you were, you know, and what you were saying was absolutely true. But if you, for example, wanted to grow something on your fence, even if it is your vegetables, you know, like you push your, your vegetable box next to your fence, but you don't want to have to string wire or string or anything, you actually can cut you know, like a piece of, of um, two by two, cut it in little pegs, um, screw it onto your fence, and then take the wire, you know, the mesh, and just uh, go ahead again and, and use like staples and staple it to the little pegs. And what you've basically done is you don't have to set posts, you don't have to do anything, you're basically using your fence as a trellis. Right, right. That's a great idea. All right. So another trend, it's actually been going on for a while, but um, mid-century modern is 
a very big deal now with landscaping. And I find that so many of my clients are opting, instead of putting in concrete patios, they're using the concrete pavers in different sizes. And you leave a gap about four inches in between and fill it with a nice black rock or white rock. And so it used to be, and if you're doing really custom, that to have these made, a contractor that is uh, pours concrete would have to form each rectangle or square. But now you can buy these already, I mean, anywhere from a 12 by 24 to a three foot by three foot to a two foot by four foot pavers, concrete pavers. And they're heavy enough to set in without cracking. And um, I use a company that's called uh, Caston. So it's C-A-S-T-O-H-N. And where you can get them is through, it should be through your irrigation supply stores. And so um, if you want that modern look, you can do it for way less money than having a contractor build forms for each individual uh, paper because, you know, the concrete has to go in. It has to be smooth. You want the edges right. These are already done. So it's a, that's a great, great, great idea. And occasionally, and I love using the, you know, the black rock is great. You can also use um, glass, which not so much, but it, it, it's a neat look if you want to, if you want to kind of create a little bit more contemporary, but people also use synthetic lawn in between to kind of give it that moss look. And or, I love the look of like, yeah, it doesn't, tears. yeah, and it doesn't have to be synthetic either. If you, let's say you're in a really hot area and you don't want synthetic lawn, that's kind of expensive. Um, but you could do that as well. But let's say you want to put ground cover time in or, or some other ground cover, use the thin, quarter inch laser drip lines and you could just run those lines in between your pavers and then you put dirt on top of that and then you put your ground cover time or whatever on top of that so um that works just as well if you're you know not getting artificial turf and what you'll have is a patio that has uh, natural growing things in between the, the pavers is quite lovely Right. It's, that's a beautiful, beautiful look. And you're right. It's very, very, it's becoming very popular with the mid-century modern. Speaking of mid-century modern, there are new products out and they're coming out all the time. And they are outdoor porcelain tile that you can not only, not only can you walk on them because they have a rougher texture, but you can even drive on them. And they have some that look just like terrazzo. Mm -hmm. And Terrazzo was very, very popular in the 50s and 60s. It was it was concrete that they actually, um, when they were pouring it, they would put glass into it and then they would um, sand it down and buff it. And so, um, and it's a specific product and it's called Terrazzo. Very expensive, very, it was very mid-century modern and now it's making a resurgence. But instead of going through the process because it's extremely expensive to do from scratch, you can buy um, Terrazzo porcelain pavers or Terrazzo, terrazzo porcelain tile, put it right over concrete or um, again, if you buy the pavers and you have the look without the expense. Mm -hmm. And um, where are they going to get that, find that? Um, one of the biggest companies that sells that is MSI, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, I as in investigation. It's a company that sells not only the, the porcelain tiles, but they also are selling, um, the, the leadstone and all of that at a very reasonable price. Right. I've used them. They're great. 
Yeah, that's so. So yeah, so all this kind of modern stuff is is very in, and they're making it for the outdoors because if you were to use regular tile in the outdoors, not only could it crack, but it's pretty slippery when wet. So you got to be careful with that. But these are made for outdoors. Right. All right. Another trend are vertical gardens, and um, there are many many different kits you could order. You could buy um, on Amazon and other places very cheaply. Um, what look like kangaroo pockets out of felt, and you could hang them on that same uh, wire mesh that Michael was talking about. And something that um, I do quite often is I'll do vertical standing panels with horizontal slats of wood, leaving an inch and a half in between. And then I screw on metal gutters that I've drilled, well, the contractors have drilled, and they become planters. So you can have this beautiful vertical garden, and if you use a wood like ePay, it stays really lovely, but you could do it really inexpensively and you could recycle wood pallets. If you just take the wood pallets and stack one on top of the other and then um, secure them and then uh, drill them to a post, then put some metal gar uh, you know, gutters on the front, the big ones, drill the bottom, put soil in, run drip lines up the back of your pallet, you could, you could paint your pallet, and you've got a vertical garden. That's how easy it is. And that's a great idea. The one thing that I would say is if you're going to do the pallets because they're made out of pine would be to stain them so that they'll last a little bit longer. But that's a great idea. Yeah, Another product, you know, that the, um, the vertical gardens are awesome and it, it's a way to get greenery up high, giving yourself privacy. But another um, new innovation that a new product that, that we're seeing all the time is uh, the use of Corten steel. Um, and there's, or Borcon, and what it is, is it's steel panels that you can buy that have been plasma cut or laser cut with these really cool designs. And there's, uh, there's one company, um, the company's name is Border Concepts, and they sell these panels. They're um, six feet tall, three foot wide, and they've got like maybe six to eight Pre, uh, pre-made designs. One is called uh, the dahlia, and it in its plasma cut to look like a dahlia flower. It's if you can imagine, it's a solid piece of steel that then they've laser cut, so it's like a silhouette, and you see through it. Light comes through it. You put a put lighting behind it. Um, and it gives you privacy, but it's just such a beautiful thing. And they have uh, one that looks like bubbles. They have other ones that are graduated. But again, they've got like six to eight already designed panels that you can buy. And they're selling those at the nursery. Um, in fact, um, the local nursery was selling those. And the beauty of these are you can paint them or leave them to rust and then seal them. But they're, they last forever and they're just such a dramatic look. They're beautiful. And let me, a uh, word of caution, um, there are other places, Lowe's and Home Depot, that sells the, what looks very much like them, but they are um, made of plastic. And you don't want to go that way because plastic will not hold up over the years. Um, metal, metal is the way to go. And those same metal panels, some people use those um, as their overhang for their pergolas, which is really lovely. And yes, you did. In fact, uh, Roberta did one of the home and landscape shows. Um, she did a pergola with that. And I remember that that was like three years ago. And that was, that was like that was eight years ago. That was so oh, eight funny. years ago. OK, well, but it was and it was stunning, uh, unbelievably beautiful. 
Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. And since then, the prices have come down. There's a lot more uh, different manufacturers manufacturing them. And um, I'll tell you another thing I've done with them is sometimes you have a big blank stucco wall. And um, I had that with clients. An older house, you walk up to the front door and the door is to the right. And then there's this wall and then it's all paving. So it's not like you could plant up there. So you could take one of these panels with some beautiful design. And like Michael was saying, um, it could, you mount them. You'd have to put a frame in the back, but then you put a light in back there that's hooked on to your uh, landscape light. And at night, now when you walk up to the front door, you've got this beautiful, illuminated, modern-looking uh, steel panel. And it's just beautiful. You don't have to plant anything. It's just there. So. And recently, in fact, today, I was sitting and doing a design, and I wanted to do a gate, and I wanted to keep the cost down. So we're buy that we recommended buying one of those panels and actually cutting it in half and using that panel, framing it in to make a gate. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and I've been designing that same material instead of doing railings on a deck, putting those panels in, which is beautiful. So, I mean, again, that's something it, it's sustainable. It's beautiful. It's interesting. And as it ages, it takes on a, a, a life of its own. That's one of the things that I just love about using metal and steel and all of the sustainable uh, um, materials. It's just very different. It's different and it's also timeless. That's why I love using natural rock as well. It's, it's timeless. Um, I'm redoing a landscape where these people bought the house. It was already like this, but whoever put in um, the back, put in... Um, <laughs> these fake boulders that were poured concrete and um, you know, it's very hard to make concrete look like real stone. So yes. I know people have done it, but if you could use natural materials, it's timeless. It's not going to go out of style. It's just always, always looking beautiful. So um, that's like, maybe that's part of the, um, the farmhouse planting as well. Right. Right. And it's funny because as we're talking about that, you know, we've talked about the, the mesh panels, you know, again, with the galvanized uh, welded wire mesh or hog wire that people will refer to it. Um, we've talked about the Borcon or the Corten steel. You also can buy those as planters or you can make um, retaining walls out of them um, and dress those up. That's what's so neat about it. Um, the trend now, everything used to be in the past, if you had a wood fence, everything was more vertical. And now it's become very trendy to see things, uh, especially for an accent, done horizontally. Yes, so that is another trend. And actually, that was on my list. So having horizontal fences, whether you put a gap between the horizontal slats or not, is a kind of a modern take. And, you know, um, if you're not let's say you have a little, let's say you want to hide your pool equipment. It's a wonderful way to hide your pool equipment. And if you do leave gaps between the horizontal slats, again, you could mount planters. So what was this eyesore, which is your pool equipment, you know, if it's out in the yard, consider doing a horizontal slat fence, kind of little fence and putting planters on it and making it a vertical garden. I think that's a great idea. Going at while we're still on that, you know, and, and again, if we're, I know we're highlighting the farmhouse look or anything, but finding old and that's getting harder and harder because it's catching on. But old artifacts 
like an old wagon wheel, an old, um, you know, a planter, an old piece of farm equipment becomes a really, really wonderful feature that you can put in the garden. You can put fill it with plants, fill it with succulents, grow vines on it or just put it in there with a the light on it. And again, it adds some whimsy to the yard. And we've done that and it's amazing. In fact, right now, I there was an old mining uh, cart and, and scale that someone was gonna throw away. And I said, no, 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 I'll take it. And I'm having it sides put on it. I'm having it using the, the Corton steel and I'm gonna make it into a succulent planter. But it has a scale coming up and it's all rusted and it's really cool. It's a couple of hundred years old. And as I said, they were gonna throw it out. And I thought, what a, what a great kind of a um, thematic planter it'll be, you know, and, and find some place in the yard to use it. Yeah, it's kind of like shabby chic. Um, Absolutely. You know, you can at different, uh, well, if you go to garage sales or consignment stores, you could find like old, um, old uh, silver, not pure silver, um, jugs and teapots, or they could be brass. And I've seen those turned into wind chimes. So you drill the bottom and people will hang silver forks and spoons with some, you know, crystals. It's a fun project. And it's the same thing. It's using something old and recycling it and it becomes very charming. So, you know, don't hesitate to reuse or recycle. And I mean, how many people use old bathtubs in their gardens? A lot. They make right. planters if you're not using it as a bathtub, but they make wonderful planters as well. So, um, I think a big trend, especially with this year of uh, COVID, is recycling. Um, yep. Also, it's planting sustainably so you can harvest fruits and vegetables from your backyard. That's very important. And um, it all kind of fits in the same theme. You could still have a very modern look and you can incorporate things like the galvanized troughs and, and have vegetables growing. All of this can work together. So um, you don't have to break the bank to create this. Absolutely. And it's, it's become very, very popular. As I said, um, it started several years ago and it slowly is catching on. And everyone you hear everyone saying, oh, my God, I love the modern farmhouse, the modern farmhouse, the modern farmhouse. And uh, I know that that um, if any people watch HDTV, it was kind of brought into fruition and, and really became popular by the Gaineses you know, who, um, who own Magnolia and she really started a trend and it's, it's not only still, and as I said earlier in the interior, it's now starting to come to the exterior and, and it really is fun. I mean, it, it kind of takes you back to your roots. It is fun. Well, let me give one last trend because we're, okay. we're almost at time and that is, um, creating either an outdoor office or an outdoor retreat which is really important during these days when um, our lives have shifted to our home for work and for the kids. So there are many different ways um, from inexpensive to expensive to creating outdoor offices, outdoor retreats. Um, you could buy a shed and you know put in your own windows or have one built, but that's become very, very big. In fact, I had a friend who texted me and said, Hey, do you know anyone that wants this uh, wood shed? It was hand built by the other person that lived here. And I don't want it. So I showed the picture to my friends and they said, oh, my God, we've been looking on, you know, Craigslist and next door for a shed because 
our kids, uh, their grandchildren, so their their kids' kids, um, they were growing out of their house, and the oldest wanted his own room. And so that shed, they took it apart and rebuilt it and sheetrocked it and put in new windows, a little split system, uh, heating and air, and it became the room, and he loves it. So it's not that difficult to do. You don't have to spend, you know, 70, 80 grand um, on it. You can or more, but um, you could also do it really inexpensively. And you're absolutely right. And and when people need space, um, and especially if you have a small house and you don't want to move, um, but you have enough room to put something and people come to visit, you can give them their own like little in-law suite or um, if at all possible when you're redoing the yard. You don't have to do it now, but if you can find your sewer line and stub into it and then cap it off, that's the most expensive part of the process is putting in a bathroom. It's not the fixtures. You can get a toilet for under $200. You can get a sink, the same thing. It's just getting into the sewer line. And if you've already digging up the yard and you can get a plumber, if you're doing it or a contractor to tap into it and just stub it out, which means just run a line and then cap it off. At any time you're ready to do the little shed or the, the, um, uh, the the storage unit, you know, that's going to be converted and you want a bathroom, something as simple as just a sink and a toilet, that being able to connect into your sewer line is an awesome way to do it. And again, it will save you tearing up the whole yard. That's right. And also, if you have an old garage, maybe a funky old garage, some of the older houses we have, um, you know, California, I'm sure is the youngest of all the different states as people came across. But um, some people have old garages and um, consider opening one side of the garage and putting a folding glass uh, garage door because it makes a great studio. You could have light and you could look out into your garden that way. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And again, especially if you're not, a lot of people don't use, which surprises me, but they don't use their garage. They use it. It becomes a big storage unit and they never park a car in there. If you're one of those people that don't park your car in the garage and you never use it as a quote unquote garage for cars, then the idea of reclaiming it for usable space makes a lot of sense. But you might have to see a shrink because if you're a hoarder, you're not gonna wanna get rid of anything. Oh, that's true, that's true. All right, on that note, we're hoping that we, we gave you some good ideas. I mean, these are all things that you could do and spiff up what you've got without having to hire anybody and you know that might become a a nice project for you absolutely and as i said you you'll find as you go around and um you know even if you drive by a feed store and you go i don't have any cows or sheep go in there and wander around you'll be surprised how many resources you'll find for your house and garden yep yep but don't bring any chickens home you gotta you gotta plan for that yeah (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Or swans or geese. <laughs> or swans or geese, yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. And we are always we're digging deep. We're always digging deep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us again. And don't forget, if you have questions, go to our website at diggingdeep.blueberry.net. Just drop the E, drop the U, blueberry.net, and you will find us. Thank you. <laughs>